Welcome to an Illenials bonus episode. I am Smith. I'm Seth. And I'm Marcus. I am a voice that uh, makes people moist. He's uh. got a point. <laughs> um, so it's been known to do that. <laughs> this this is this will be our first bonus episode, I think, which is not about a movie. This is this is about uh, an event that's happening right now. This Are is you, our emergency E three episode. You bastards lied to me. Whoa! <laughs> emergency E three episode. That's three E's. We found it. <laughs> we finally this is figured our E3. it out. Three. Yep. Uh, so it's just like we we decided to record a podcast because there is a lot of cool stuff coming out of E3, a lot of interesting things, and I mean y'all, what are, what are y'all seeing? What are y'all into right now? Okay, so I gotta start this off with a game. Uh, you t- Marcus, you're the voice that makes us moist. Yeah, yeah. This is the the game that's made me moist ever since I've heard the name of it. Ooh. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Now here is why I am very excited about this game. One, as I have made it no secret on this podcast, I believe Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is the best game ever made. Number one of all time among all games I've ever played. Um, and I was like, because the one thing that I know that Nintendo does is they, whenever they make a Zelda game, they like to just do some new shit every time. They like to just you into a new thing you're still playing as link you still got all the the shit that he ha- has but you're doing something new every time it's a different kind of game breath of the wild was their foray into open world lunacy which worked out super well and i loved it and i was like it's kind of like how i felt at nintendo with the switch where i was like they've now kind of perfected what they're going for and i don't see why they should change it and i, I was like okay next one i want it to be another breath of the wild I didn't quite know it was going to be called Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever they're going to eventually call this game. Um, that it was going to follow the same kind of story. Um, but I'm glad that it exists. And I have not going to hide my excitement for this game at all. I will openly say this. Cyberpunk 2077, go to hell. Um, <laughs> I will, I'm going to go ahead and say that. You lost E3. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Keanu Reeves, I love you to death. You're not Breath of the Wild. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna not even buy Cyberpunk 2077 in anticipation for Breath of the Wild. So, so it's Seth is saying that Nintendo needs to hook up with Keanu Reeves, and when they, they make Breath if, of the Wild three, Keanu Reeves was a Breath of the Wild. Well, they're still in development Breath of the Wild two. They could easily pop them in. I mean, it's true. That's true. Game, it's not like they have a release date or anything yet. They just they can pop Keanu Reeves in whenever they want. True. Um, but yeah, so. The only things that I'm not completely sure on yet is how the map is going to work. Because as of right now, it kind of looks like it's still going to be in the same place we were before. Um, I'm sure they're going to find a way to make me, you know, realize they're right about everything as they always do. But I was like, because one of the most fun parts about Breath of the Wild is going around and discovering other places. And every time I play through the game, I find some new stuff. And there's so many things the game doesn't tell you. You get to learn so much for yourself. So I want to have that sense of discovery again, as well as another good story with really cool gameplay. So that has, like I said, easily won E3 for me. I just, I'm just, of all the things I thought was going to get announced, that one just really has me, has me by the balls. What do you guys, I know Marcus, you haven't played Breath of the Wild. What do you think, Smith? Uh, Me, Breath of the Wild is uh, the reason I bought a Switch. It is uh, the the one of the greatest games I've ever played in my entire life. I, I I don't think I'll call it my favorite game of all time. It's in top five for sure. Yeah. Um, but there is without there is no doubt that it is the best game of this generation of games. Um, PS4, Xbox One, uh, Switch, uh, Breath of the Wild beats everything else that's come out so far. It's it's uh, a damn near perfect game. And the fact that they're, that they're like, you know, Zelda, like you said, like Legend of Zelda is usually a game where they make a new one and they change things up a lot. It's like not usually the same kind of game. Because like, yeah. you know, um, from Ocarina of Time, which was the first game that I like remember playing. I played the old like, the old ones like a little bit when I was a kid, but I was not of a, uh, an age where I, that would have been like in my sort of like uh, wheelhouse. Um, so I went from Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask is so different of a game um 
So I'm just excited to see them take this direction where they're going to make a direct sequel. And it looks like it is going to be Hyrule, the same sort of place again, but something's going to be different. They're going to change things up somehow. And, I mean, fuck me, guys. I'm excited for this because, <laughs> I mean, what else, what else is there to say? It's fucking it's Zelda, so you know it's going to be good, first of all. It's Nintendo, so you know it's going to be good. Um, and Breath of the Wild was fucking fantastic. So, And it was a huge surprise. No one saw that coming at all. I watched the thing uh, live, and it was absolutely insane, the reaction it got in the, in the, in the room. Um, mm-hmm. Like, Nintendo... Uh, if you if you were to like if these pe- companies are like as they people say like competing for best E three presentation, Nintendo destroyed the competition without any effort whatsoever between the games they were that they they showed off like uh, I mean my favorite one personally that they showed off um when it was going on uh was um uh Luigi's Mansion three because I love Luigi's yes. Mansion yes um, couch co op yeah, dude and it's, isn't it is it in like the the challenge mode you see that. No, I didn't oh, see that part. Shit. There's gonna be like a four-player co-op challenge mode. Nice. Where you have to like clear, like clear all of the uh, all the ghosts in a certain amount of time on this like this like level, and then you go up to another level. Mm-hmm. And how about uh, nice. how about Gooigi? Yes, and you can play as Gooigi now. <laughs> ghost Luigi. Have you seen this, Marcus? Have you seen this? He's I have goo- not seen No, this. he's not ghost. He's goo. Oh, Gooigi. <laughs> He <laughs> can pass through like iron bars and stuff like that, and he can you can use him to help you do stuff. But he he like gets dissolved in water, so it's oh. you know it's gonna be Nintendo great level and puzzle design, of course. So uh, he, yeah. he goes back to normal in water, or you just no no it's like you, you you create another version of Luigi which oh. you control as well. Oh shit! Yeah then, yeah. So but yeah, I want to real quick before we talk about this, I want to go back to what you said about how. Nintendo kind of, you know, came out and just kind of blew up the competition. And I think one thing that Nintendo does really well is, I mean, I'm not going to say, I mean, they're not bad at showmanship, but they really let their game speak for themselves. Yeah. I mean, like I've said, I lo- like I love Keanu Reeves and, I mean, John Barenthal's cool and that dog is cool. But at the end of the day, um, you can have all that, but if you don't have the consistent quality that Nintendo does. Like, Nintendo's had years at E3 where they didn't announce very much, and they've had years at E3 where, you know, they really blow us out of the water. And I think that they really they really let the gameplay speak for itself. I mean, they, they really announced a lot of stuff. Um, stuff people didn't expect, stuff people did expect, and they're good at crowd-pleasing and also just making good games. But that's something I love about Nintendo's E3. I, re- I really just think that Nintendo's probably the only game company left who legitimately cares about games at all levels. And a lot of the end, some news came out today about how that might be true. This kind of this is going to harken back to original Alenials um, material. The One of the new games they announced that I'm very excited for is Animal Crossing New Horizons. It's going to be the Animal Crossing game on Switch. It looks cute and cool and fun, just like every Animal Crossing game, and it's going to be great. But in an interview about the game and some of the Nintendo executives said that uh, the game was actually because it's coming out in like March 2020 it was actually going to come out later this year but because they found out that the workers were going to be in crunch time to get it out by then they pushed the release date back because they didn't want to overwork their employees oh wow how great of them to do that I mean I I think one thing to keep in mind is that in Japan, um, and this is me speaking as a foreigner, so I, mean, I could be wrong here. This is what I've heard from labor people: is that Japan works their their people harder than America does in general. But well, the, sure, the fact that they are willing to not only do this, but in the past, where they cut executive salaries to, to avoid firing staff um, after yeah. the Wii U thing, I mean, the fact that they, that they would even be willing to push a game back for the purpose of like saving their workers some some mental you know stress is uh way more you can say for any other company basically yeah that's more than any other triple a company does and that's why i will say it forever fuck every triple a company not named nintendo because (laughs) nintendo really sets the bar for what you can do the love tender and care you can put into making video games talking about video games and just having people engage with video games while also being able to put aside the money aspect of it all. Because once again, Nintendo knows they make money. They're not going to make any less money 
if they you know pay their employ if they pay their executives less and you know make their employees happy they're gonna print money they've done it forever and yeah. so and game companies a lot of them do that like a lot of these game companies like blizzard fucking prints money a lot of the times and they do and they do shit like give their executives 15 million dollar bonuses and cut 800 jobs so i think that nintendo just really does we've talked about it a lot on the podcast nintendo deserves all the credit for really trying to keep games about games and i like that a lot well it says right here this is the quote that i, that I found most, inter- most interesting is uh the crunch point is an interesting one. Nintendo of America's president, Doug Bowser. I mean, I come on, guys. Damn it, Bowser. <laughs> Doug Bowser told me at E3, uh, quote, for us, one of our key tenets is that we bring smiles to people's faces, and we talk about that all the time. It's our vision, or our mission, I should say. For us, that applies to our employees. We need to make sure that our employees have good work-life balance. Um, which, I mean, we've made fun of that, 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 that term before, work-life balance. But yeah. it's like, it's crazy that a company is saying that and they're not also fucking you at the same time, you know? Yeah. It's like, we're, we're going we're gonna to help your work-life balance by actually helping your work-life balance. Christ. Yeah. So, yeah, and I, I think Nintendo deserves a lot of credit for that. Um, back to some of their announcements. Um, this isn't an announcement, but they did show more of the Link's Awakening remake for switch which looks cool as hell oh, man. Yes, it does. and they gave it a release date of september 20th um very cute cool what was i saw like and how they do the animation of like link grabbing and eating an apple and it's amazing that this even exists it's oh just my so God, cool it's so smooth. I love it. <laughs> yeah and there's just the um graphics are smooth i mean it's a zelda game made by nintendo for the switch it's so far they're batting a thousand billion for that so, ready for well, it. While I haven't played, you know, Breath of the Wild 1, I did see, like, the trailer. And, like, the, what is it? Link and Zelda were exploring, like, some underground cave. You know, spoilers for people who haven't seen the trailers. Mm-hmm. But they're exploring some underground cave, and there's, like, some zombie dude. Uh, my guess, Ganon. I mean, just from the hair and the jewelry, I'm saying that's Ganon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's like that freaking ghost hand that's like clutching his heart. Like, holy shit. Yes. Um, that's what is known in Breath of the Wild as the Calamity. Mm-hmm. The little, all that ghost dark shit. That's called the Calamity. Um, Calamity Ganon is the, the villain in Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. So I do think I do think just from the look of the trailer they're gonna try and go a little bit darker, maybe a little more. Um, I don't want to say gritty. I feel I don't feel like there's gonna be a gritty Zelda game, but you know, just a little more in the dirt. You gotta like fight some more spooky kind of things, and I think I think that's gonna be cool. Ooh, are they gonna bring the redid back? Probably mm. just one of the scariest things I've ever seen in the video. Oh my god, terrified <laughs> me as a child. Right. <laughs> Uh, apparently, and, the, the Switch remake of Link's Awakening, I didn't know this till just now, is going to have a build-your-own-dungeon mode. Yes. Mm. That's cool Which as hell. nice as hell. I can't imagine why they would do that, but I'm glad they did. It's cool. <laughs> um, a really cool um, thing they announced that I don't think anybody expected was a, something called Cadence of Hyrule. Oh, yeah. Which is a crossover of Crypt of the Necrodancer and Legend of Zelda. Oh, I did and, see that. And it's coming out tomorrow. Which is insane. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, they just were like, yeah, we made this insane game that no one would have ever thought of, and it's coming out tomorrow. So have fun. And Nintendo does that a lot. They're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's out tomorrow. Don't worry about it. It's out right now. <laughs> and that's oh, by really the way, cool. Big thing for me, No More Heroes 3 is coming out. No More oh, Heroes 3. Yes. Marcus, I know I know you're a fan, right? Oh, I am Travis such a fan. Touchdown. No more hero kill to be good. And Man, why isn't Travis that. touchdown in Smash? I know, right? <laughs> he, he's. I'm pretty sure he's too uh, vulgar for Nintendo. Let's they got, be they got Snake in there. You could do it. Yeah. Snake is not vulgar. He's. They've just got Sonic. Sonic. No, but Sonic <laughs> uses guns. Like, come on. Yeah, he just shoots people and throws grenades. He throws grenades, <laughs> not and not like a cartoony like I, I oh, said, a bomb. No, it's I a said grenade. Vulgar, not violent. <laughs> True. I don't well, know. think about this though. How, how about the, the new Smash characters? 
Yes. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie and some other sword character. Some guys from, uh, isn't it four characters in one or something like that from uh, Dragon like Quest? That. I think yeah, they're doing... the hero yeah. from Dragon Quest is what they're calling it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but all the but... skins are probably like other heroes from yeah. other Dragon Quest games. So, so but Banjo-Kazooie was announced. They did another hilarious announcement. Right. Just, like they, just like they did for King K. Rule, um, where they, they fake you out, make you think, duck duck, oh, it's Duck Hunt, it's not Banjo-Kazooie, but then it was Banjo-Kazooie, <laughs> and you're like, oh, hell yes. Um, oh, that's cool. Um, I've been, I still play Smash whenever I, whenever I get the chance. I do love it. It's a great game to play, like, online mm-hmm. and with friends. Um, the last character they released, uh, the fucking dude from Persona Joker, really fun yeah. character. Um, oh, God, I haven't played him. A little overpowered, but you know he's. I haven't even played nice. Petey Piranha yet. Not Petey Piranha. Just what are Piranha you saying? Plant. Piranha what the Plant. Hell? Yeah, Petey's is like a Smash, Super Smash, Ultimate Smash. Yeah. Um, this was pretty cool for people like me who are huge like JRPG nerds. Um, the third uh game in the Secret of Mana trilogy is coming out. Yes, um, Trials of Mana. As part of a fucking collection of all three Mana games. Yep. Oh, shit. Which is coming out like today or tomorrow or something like that. That's crazy to me. Yeah, and uh, the biggest news, I think... We talked about Breath of the Wild and all that, but I think we missed the biggest news of the whole event. (laughs) The Pokeball Plus controller will be compatible with Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh, shit. I Uh, mean... Here's my crazy thing. Witcher 3 is coming to to Switch. Okay, and this this is something I wanted to talk about. So... Witcher 3 is coming to Switch. Your boy, me, Seth, has not played Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. I've not played the original. I've not played the game. Any of the DLC. All my friends, including you, say that it's an incredible game. It and is. It's just really well made. And now that it's coming to Switch, the only console I still even play, I am probably going to get it and play it. And I'm really excited because I didn't play it when it came out. And it's coming. It's the complete edition. Everything you need. DLC and all. And I don't care if the graphics are scaled down, which they obviously are. It still is cool, and I can play it wherever I want, which is the coolest thing in the world. I put it this way, Seth. Witcher 3 is the grown-up uh, version. That is both a compliment and an insult version <laughs> of Breath of the Wild. It's what is it? It's an insult to Breath of the Wild? No, to, to Witcher 3. To the concept okay. of grown-up games. Like, it's both like, oh yeah, cool, there's like mature... You know, interesting storylines, but there's also like, oh, come on. Did this need to be in the game? Oh, it's mature, right? Of course, so you have to do this dumb shit. Where Breath of the um, Wild is just like very whimsical and and, and, uh, and cool. Yes. Okay. Oh. I have breaking news. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Something that is buried in this article that I'm reading about Nintendo Switch and the Nintendo E3 press conference. Maybe uh, no one listening is going to care about this. But I was reading, they're going to start porting games to the the Switch, like The Witcher is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spyro the Dragon Trilogy. Oh. Who cares? That's cool. Who cares, though? September 20th, Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch. Hell yeah. One of my favorite games of all time. One of, definitely my favorite. Probably, probably my favorite RPG of all time. Um, I remember you, you be, were not really a JRPG fan, and you played that, and you I loved was, it. No. I have every JRPG I've ever played, I quit. And then Nino Kuni, I played it. Like legit, this was back when I was like in high school, and I didn't, I didn't work that much. I played it for like legitimately three or four days straight, and then beat it in like a week. And it was, it grabbed me. And it's gonna be on Switch. Another reason to keep playing the damn Switch, and I love it. <laughs> uh, Resident Evil Five and Six coming to Switch in the fall. That's cool, I guess. Those games um, rule. Nino Cooney. Um. <laughs> but yeah, and then another thing, another interesting development that every uh, game journalist website is talking about is, especially now that Animal Crossing has been delayed to early 2020, is that there are a slew of games coming out in early 2020. Yeah. Um, I don't have a complete list on me because I'm not a nerd, but I know that stuff like Animal Crossing and Cyberpunk and all, like, uh, there's like so many games that have been announced recently that are all coming out by April 2020. Most of them before March. Wow. You know, speaking so, of that, uh, that yeah, that time slot has become or that that whole like that's gonna be a crazy time for video games. Yes. But one that is really getting me like interested is Empire of Sin for the Switch. Y'all seen this? 
No. It's a 1930s film noir crime drama film, uh, and it's made by Romero Games, the people who made, uh, you know, Doom and Daikatana and shit. Oh shit! So that's crazy wow. to me. Oh, speaking of, I'm gonna take a little, a little um, aside from E3 real quick, but still mm. about video games. Speaking of Daikatana, um, I wanted to, two two questions for you guys. What do you think is the game that didn't live up to it, the promises it made in its like announcement and release and like ramp up and everything? And what do you think? What game do you think least delivered on its own potential? Um, to the first question, Fallout 76, because it was just actual garbage. The first um, question, I think, has a definitive answer. Fallout 76 is a good one, but I think the first question has a really easy answer. I think Smith's going to say it, though, so I'm going to wait for him. I, I'm going to say it right now. Uh, it's Spore. Yes! <laughs> he said it. Their brother. Spore? <laughs> Spore promised the fucking world. No, it promised the universe. Yes, it promised you you could do fucking anything you goddamn wanted. And that game, that game, it's like a three-hour game. Yep. At most. <laughs> three hours is a leisurely Sunday play of this game. I mean, can't you also say that about Fable? Just the Fable series? Well, here's the thing. Here's, here's, why, here's why I didn't say Fable. Fable uh-huh. del- promised way fucking more than it could ever possibly have delivered... And yes, it did. It, it was a letdown in that respect, but the actual game we got yeah, was, it was still, still a good, good game. Okay, yes. all right, all right, I'll give you that. Like if they had, if they had, if they had told us that game coming out without all the crazy, like you'll watch trees grow and dragons move into caves, if they released just that fable, people would think of it today as like a classic. Hmm? Yeah, I can agree. Spore with that. is a bad game. I don't yes. think anyone still <laughs> plays that game. I don't think anyone played it for more than a year. It's no. a dog shit game. And it's just, it's just, most of all, boring. Like, yeah. I never had fun playing it. I was just like, this is not, this isn't game. The only fun part was a creature creator. Yes, mm-hmm. which I did, I did. That's probably where I spent most of my time. Yeah. Wait, that isn't that time. like where you start and stop playing? <laughs> Basically, if you're, you're smart, <laughs> you'll just start playing there and stop playing once you're done making all yeah. the monsters you want. Yeah, um, Spore is, as far as, uh, oh man. So, what game do you think least delivers on its own potential? Like, a game that, like, had some stuff going for it, but just missed the execution. Hmm. Damn. There's a lot of games out there. Yeah, that, that, oh man, I gotta think back, like, through all the games. It doesn't have to be a bad game either, it could be a game you like. Yeah, yeah. But, just like, maybe it was like, oh, this, if they would have done this, it would have just been the the game I really wanted. Hmm. That's a good question. Um, Damn, that's a that's a good one. I mean, I think uh, that my answer for this is going to be Deus Ex: uh, Mankind Divided, the mm. latest entry mm. in the series. I had a feeling you'd say that. I had so much potential going into it because I liked Human Revolution. I thought it was a great game, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" About making a sequel, and it was like, I mean, it was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. There was less, you know, chance to do all the little fuckery where you sneak around in open world levels and, and mess with stuff. But then you, you get to like what I what I thought was the halfway point in the game, and it just ends, and it's just over, and that's the the credits show. And yeah. you realize they made half a game on the idea that it would sell well enough to, to make a sequel, and then it didn't. So it's just gone. Yeah, I think for me it's uh, Assassin's Creed 3. Ooh. I was I was extremely hyped for that game going into it. And like when I played it, I wasn't like, this is bad. I mean, I didn't like the beginning where I'm playing as my dad for some reason. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I didn't hate the game. It was just like... All the promotional... I mean, I guess that's kind of a hype thing, too, but, like, it was still a fun game. But there's, there was just so much more they could have done, and they could have polished the gameplay more. They Like, I mean, I love 2 and 4. I think 2 and 4 are the best in the series. Um, but, yeah, 3, it just... It, if it would have just been a little bit better, it could have pushed it over the hump to be a really, really good game. Dang. Those are, those are really good answers, guys. Nothing from Marcus? Every game oh, has lived oh, up to its potential? Oh, no. I, I've been thinking about it this whole time, and... 
all all roads lead back to this game that just disappointed Uh-oh. the shit out of me. Uh-oh. Okay, what is it? <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda. God that was, damn That was my second in line. I fucking oh. swear that was my second in line. Oh my god. I was I was what so high for waste. Mass Effect Andromeda. I was like, you know what? They can't do that terrible. They've gone one, two, three, and they just wanna they just wanna start yeah. the new trilogy off with something cool. Exactly. And, uh, How do you you go hit uh, hit hit big miss? Oh God! Like Huge. the game the gameplay is solid, and I could I can I can do that. The shooting, the skills is great, but like all the characters you interact with are just I don't care about any of them. <laughs> if one of them died, I'd just be like, ah, oh, well, yeah. who's who's my next you know bag of pixels to take your spot? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was like the Mass Effect team. I mean, I don't can't remember if it was made by the same people who made other Mass Effects or what. I think they had like a different studio or something. But it felt like whoever made it, it felt like they didn't remember what we liked about Mass Effect. Yeah. Um. One Which of the things about considering they made three games about it. Exactly. Yeah. Like especially like one is the only one I never like completely finished just because it got it just kind of wore on me. But two and three, I've played. I've played both of them several times. Mm-hmm, and yeah. the best part is the fucking team. So You're like, I, I want these people to live because I fucking want to see more of them. That's right. Oh, my gosh. You know what really and gets me about this, Marcus? What really gets me the most is you're talking about how the, the characters, you didn't care about them. And yeah. I did come to care about a few of the characters, but you know why I cared about them? Why? Because I checked my fucking emails in the game. And the best mm-hmm. writing they did was in the fucking written out like emails. There were there were great character moments hidden in pure text, and that would work fine wow. if it was 1999 and I was still playing fucking Baldur's Gate. But it doesn't <laughs> work today. Like why? why where was this in fantastic? Because there's like a point where what's the name of the, of the Krogan character? This this is how bad it was. I can't remember his fucking name. Yeah. In that game, I have no fucking clue. But yeah, like. Same. He sends you an email on point about weapons because you know he's a Krogan. He he loves like weapons and fighting and stuff, but it's like a little thing about something about about weapons. And then he, there's all these pictures attached, like email attachments, and it's literally I'm not kidding you guys, like grainy, pixelated, poorly framed photos of shotguns. <laughs> and it's the funniest <laughs> thing I saw in the whole game, and it That's was in a fucking great. email. That's I was so great. pissed. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that, and I was like, "Where was this in the actual like character moments?" Yeah, the only the only notable thing I can remember is when you pick up the new like alien species dude, and he gets back on the ship. I walk into, I hate to be so general, but I cannot remember anyone's name. Nope. The black guy. <laughs> yep, that's what he is. Let's be honest. The, the black yep, it's guy. It's like Captain Planet kind is, of scenario. <laughs> Yep. The black guy is naked with the alien, also naked, and they're just talking about curse words. And I'm just like, wait, <laughs> wait, how did y'all come to agree on this? Hey, let's get nude and, and curse each other out in our fucking native languages. And the black guy was like, oh yeah, it's it's how fucking uh, different cultures get to know each other. Like, we start with the worst parts and move our way up. And I'm just like, oh, okay, all right. That's that's all I remember about that game. Yeah, and almost the thing about the emails, which obviously I never read, it almost makes me feel like they probably just made a shitty game, and somebody who cared was like, "Let me just try and make something of this shit," and just yeah, wrote yes. all the all the good character moments. Yeah, there's because just... there's nothing wrong with having good supplemental materials in your game. There's some stuff like that in Skyrim where if you actually read some of this shit, it's kind of cool. But it shouldn't have you shouldn't have to read it to make it a a good compelling game. It's like. There's a there's this part of the of the game where you're never sent to actually go there, which is like a hall of species from the Milky Way galaxy. And it's all the species you remember from the first game, right? And they each have a little button and you press it and it says a little spiel about their about their species. And every single one of them is written as a total sarcastic takedown of that species and what they think of themselves and how they're actually shit. Um, it's not written that way in universe, but if you're paying attention, that's what it is. And it was so brilliant and well done. And it's at a part of the game that you're never sent to go to. And it's this one bit. And I'm like, who wrote these good parts? And why weren't they on the rest of the game? <laughs> because they were busy writing these good parts. <laughs> I don't get it, man. 
it was just it yeah. upset me. No, I mean, I feel like it was literally something like when they were like playtesting the game, there was like one guy who was like originally on the Mass Effect team or one person, whoever. And they were like, you know what? I'm going to fucking do something with this because this is shit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they were like, and like, yeah, if you want to write the emails, who gives a shit? Nobody reads them anyway. Oh, man. But you know what? Uh, I did want to talk about something that excites the hell out of me. Uh, to, for me, the two biggest games of E3, when I went into it anyways, that I was looking forward to hearing more about were uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Of course. And Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. on that first one, we, we talked about it a little bit in the last episode, but since then they've released an 18-minute long uh, gameplay segment. Really? Yeah. I was watching it, and, uh, okay, so, like, it starts off, they're in an apartment or whatever, and they go downstairs, and they enter into the city, which is Seattle, and as soon as they stepped out on the street, it just, like, sucked me back to 2004, and I was, like, back playing the first Bloodlines. I wanted to fucking experience it all over again. Uh, They hooked me. But here's the thing about this this gameplay demo, y'all. Y'all remember a couple years ago when the Doom demo came out, or the Doom like gameplay came out, and it was like very terribly done. Like the person could not shoot for shit, and was missing everything, yeah. and they sucked. <laughs> That's yeah. the same thing that happened in this game because the person playing it could not move and turn their head at the same time. Wow! They would come to a stop and then turn to look at something. You know, I've like I've met people who like sometimes I'll just like. You know, a friend of mine who plays games or whatever, and, like, I'll just watch them play at some point. And people do that. There are some people who are just really bad at doing both things. And Really? Which is, I mean, that's fine, but, like, this is you, this is you showing off your game to the world for the first time, right? And yeah. it goes on, and then they actually get into combat. And, y'all, I know it's, like, they're, they're classifying this as the pre-alpha, but it comes out in under a year. And this combat is janky as fuck. They're, really? like teleporting around and missing punches and getting the shit beaten out of them. If they didn't have God mode on, they'd be dead. And <laughs> there's a point where they, they get a gun and they're shooting people and just like the physics are kind of weird. But at one point, they just unload five shots into an NPC's face and they miss every single shot. But not <laughs> through player fault because I saw the reticle pointed right on the forehead and they missed all the shots. So I'm like... Either this is shoddy programming, or they're doing some Morrowind shit where all attacks are actually secret dice rolls, and you can miss <laughs> things you definitely would have hit. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Here's the thing. Here's my opinion on that. I watched this whole trailer, or, or, or gameplay thing, and I thought to myself, I like this better than the slick, fake presentations they do for other games. Because this is honest, and it's real, and I'm still sold. And that's what matters <laughs> to me. There was no yeah. fakery. It was real. It was it had fuck ups and jankiness, and I still don't play the game. So, yeah, I'll say as far as the, I mean, I, I do like when people do real demos and not just stage stuff. But I'll say on the on the note about them, you know, not being very good at the game, I think that all presenters should take a note from the guys who made what, was it Rayman Legends, mm. where they had four people on stage who developed it who were. Like they had, they literally said they had practiced with the demo for months to get really fucking good at it, and <laughs> oh, they were boy. just crushing it on stage. It was like they were doing stuff that you you'd have to pra- you'd have to practice for months to be able to do, and it was like this is how you demonstrate a game that has like you know intense gameplay and stuff, because they really went at it. And I thought that was really, I think that was like three or four years ago though, but it was a really cool thing that they they announced. And it was like, I was like, yeah, and more people should do this. Like, if you're going to be up there, get good. <laughs> agreed, agreed. I mean, shout out to uh, all the companies out there. You got, you know, three guys here who play games a lot. You know, we're pretty good. We're on call. Um, Marcus is pretty good at games. Oh, um, okay. Me and Smith, uh, not very good at games. I'm, I'm I good crush at, that Doom demo. I'm good at certain kinds of games. Not I'm good like at games. Stuff. Yeah, I'm good at games in a way that doesn't require you to, you know, pr- like actually be good, you know, and <laughs> prove your skill against other people, like in like online play. Oh, I love Smash. online games. I play so many of them, but I just I don't win very many. Smash, um, for the for the I don't play Elite Smash because I'm not that good, but for the, the yeah. level I'm at, I, I play pretty well. I can hover around three to four million GSP if I want. Yeah, but, I don't have a Switch yet, so yeah. So my GSP right now, I am better than Marcus at, at Smash. <laughs> 
Oh my god. (laughs) It's not that funny. I thought it was pretty funny. It's not it's not that funny. Come on. It's so funny. Come on, Marcus. Marcus, you're hurting me. I'm sorry. Oh my god. What what were you talking about? Oh god, there's some I don't know what this I can't explain what this is. There's some precipitation on my cheek right now. It seems to have come from my eye. I don't know what this would be. But I'll just get that away real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Um. But yeah. What else? Is there anything else that we've missed? I was I was mostly hyped for Nintendo. What did the I missed it? What did the little there is this like lady everyone's talking about who had a good presentation? Uh, the one who did, who did what is it called like Tokyo Ghostwire or something like that? Whatever, whatever it's called. And she Her was super excited. Ikumi Nakamura. I believe so. Yeah, what what, is, what was her deal? I, I guess I missed this meme. People are just talking about her like she's like she's. They said that she's out there with Keanu as best presenter. Uh, I mean, she was just incredibly enthusiastic and genuine about the game. Like she, she danced around and stuff, and not in like a fake farcical way. It was like clearly like nervousness a little bit, but also like just joy at showing off her game. And I mean, that is rare. It's rare to see a, a genuine display of of emotion at E three. It's all yeah. very staged and corporate, so she, she called people's yeah. attention with that. She was just very happy showing off her game. That's cool. Uh, did they show any gameplay for Tokyo? Not, that, not on the stage. Not that I, I think there was a demo, but I don't, no, no, nothing on the stage that I saw. Yeah, because I saw the, the trailer, and it's it's kind of interesting. It, it, it just kind of looks like you're playing like after the snap in uh, <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> yeah, you can't kind of Oh, no. Where is everyone? <laughs> There's a, I watched a pretty cool demo for uh, Watch Dogs Legion, which... The, oh, the grandma gameplay? Oh, the, yes, the grandma, grandma gameplay was so good. <laughs> Y'all watched that, I assume? I did, yes. I watched the donkey video. Oh, man. She hobbled up on that police officer and tased him. <laughs> I saw the one where she shot him in the face. Oh, God. I just love like her her walk animation. She's like, oh, oh, this is bad for my. You should see, you should see her mantle. Oh, oh boy! When <laughs> she jumps over a barrier, is so fucking funny. Um, but no, like, uh, okay, here's what I think about Watch Dogs Legion. Somebody between the time Watch Dogs Two came out and this game, somebody there watched John Wick, and they were like, "We need this." Because the gunplay is now, y'all, you need to watch this fucking demo because when they start shooting people, it is straight up John Wick nonsense. Mm. Yeah. John Wick nonsense is fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I gotta say, uh, any listeners out there who want a brief on what happened at uh, E3, I mentioned a second ago, you can watch Video Game Donkey's uh, breakdown of E3 if you want. He, He does it in a really funny way. One thing that happened in his video that obviously I didn't fucking know about because I didn't care but I thought was so funny was they did like a Fallout 76 presentation because apparently they're still going to try and make that game work and they were all the the thing they announced was Fallout 76 is getting a battle royale mode and there were people who were like clapping and the donkey just says who the fuck are these people clapping (laughs) they were clearly five year olds who were just like "Ah, I played Fortnite woo (laughs) no I think it was people who were paid to clap I feel like they're like, okay, by the way, if you applause when it says applause, we'll give you $10,000. Wow. <laughs> we have, that's too. the only price they could pay to give him a clap for that, I think. Did you see I mean, the. I feel uh, like they should have paid more people, though. Yeah. Did you see the other big announcement for Fallout 76? Are there any? What is it? It's getting. Get this huge feature, incredible, groundbreaking, amazing thing. Uh oh. NPCs. What? Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that they were like, oh yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to have no NPCs. Yeah, I like how the, that's all their selling points was like, there's no NPCs. It's something new, something nobody's ever done. Then I mean, a year later, they're like, oh, wait a minute. We we need NPCs. That's what we needed? I mean, okay, did, fuck. Did anyone complain about N- NPCs in the last few Fallouts? Or? No. I, I want to know what their thought process was. Fallout 76 is a half-assed monstrosity of a game, and it should be destroyed. Ah, the thing I don't understand is like if you're gonna make that game, like I guess there's no no problem with you trying to make that game, but why do they try to make it so fast? Yeah, like give because it fucking money. put it in the incubator, my dude. Give it another year or two before you release it. 
Like the part last E3 where they were like, oh, you can build and shoot your own nukes at each other. I was like, fuck you. Fuck you. Destroy this game. You should all go to the gulag and think about what you fucking did. Break yeah. rocks for a couple of years and come back with a better fucking take. Because it feels, it, it seems to me, I might end up being wrong. I'm just saying, it, it has the, it's the type of game that because of the resources that Bethesda has, it seems like a Diablo 3 kind of game where it might could get better. Like, it might release, like, shit, and then years later, it probably won't be as fast as Diablo 3, but, like, years later, it could be, like, an actual passable game. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for most people, that just doesn't work because they stop playing when your game's shit. Yeah. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just don't I just don't know. I don't like that plan. I think I think, kind of think that's what their plan was. Like, oh, let's just release a enough of a game where people won't give a fuck and then we'll just make it better over time but I, don't, I think that model is going to work less and less yeah because Diablo, Diablo 3 didn't have that in, intention they made a game that they thought was good people said it was bad they're like okay let's try and make it better and they did I think Fallout 76 was like let's just rush this out and fix it as we go um, here's a cool question for you guys do you guys remember the uh do you guys remember the game Her Story? Yes. Is it the one where you like trying to find out how this girl was killed or something? You saw a mur- murder mystery basically by uh by piecing together different clips, right? And and yeah. trying to uh uh just trying to figure out what happened. Uh, it was a pretty good game in my opinion. I enjoyed it uh plenty enough and I thought that it was uh thought it was pretty good. Well, there's a there's a, a spiritual sequel coming out. The next the next game in the, of the, from these, these developers, and um, it's going to be another kind of game where you, you piece together like video clips to solve a mystery. But they've expanded the cast, and y'all know who's in this in this fucking uh, who's in this fucking game? Um, Keanu Reeves, William Shatner. Uh, this was this this is one that Seth and me know for sure. Logan Marshall Green. Nice. Um, Alexandra Ship, okay. Uh, Carrie Beach, okay. TV stuff like uh, FX shows, and okay. Angela Serafian, that girl from Westworld who played the the sex robot. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. She's the one who actually looks like a robot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Rude. So they're like no, the she's, big. She's she's great. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're the big characters in the game. They're the ones you'll watch like footage of pieced together. And I was thinking to myself like, you know, for a long time, FMV games kind of like died. Um, and now they're coming back. I gotta say, getting a cool voice cast is is pretty neat. Yeah, uh, Logan Marshall Green is a guy who I think should really blow up. He is amazing, and people kind of call him budget Tom Hardy, but I think he should be just as big as Tom Hardy, but in a different capacity. I was gonna say, I want to apologize for calling Dollar Store Tom Hardy for all those years. (laughs) Yes, but hey, I think he could, I don't know, I think he's got the potential. He could be just as big, and I think he deserves a shot. Uh, and, and some bigger films, but I'm glad he's he's doing a video game. That's kind of cool. Um, so one thing I want to talk about uh, real quick uh, from E3 that happened is Cyberpunk 2077, um, which is to me huge anticipated game. Like like uh, um, CD Projekt Red, we talked about their problematic relationship with their workers, which is bad uh, before. Um, but this game uh, represents a lot, you know. Um, there's there's a lot of stuff in this game that I think is interesting. Like Cyberpunk uh, is one of my favorite sort of aesthetics uh, of stuff to see. Uh, but there's a recently there's been, there's been a controversy with the game. Um, did y'all see this? What happened? How about the the trans ad or something? Yes. So the, I I'm gonna say I looked at it, and I mean I did I, I was at work so I put almost no thought into it, but I didn't see what was the what the bad part about it was. Maybe I'm dumb. Uh, well, Marcus, have you seen this? I have not seen this. Um, Seth, do you want to describe it? Um, I don't have it pulled up. They're basically people found in a screenshot in the game that there is a possibly, you know, transphobic or, I don't know, trans... I don't know what you really want to call it, but an ad, and basically it's just an ad. It shows a, a, what I'm gonna... Oh, I just saw it! Yeah? I did not see this until now. What what are you seeing? Oh. Holy shit. So it's a it's a, a character that normally if I were, you know, just looking at it, I would say, Oh, this is a girl. She has one of those, you know, part of her head is shaved, part isn't hairdos, her hair is like all yellow, she's wearing a cool uh, jacket, and she's drinking something through a straw. It says mix it up, 
The the name of the the drink is Chromaticure, and it says sixteen flavors you'd love to mix. But and this is something that I just realized now. This girl has a huge dick. <laughs> you can see it underneath her blue uh, bodysuit. There is yes. a very large phallus. There is a huge dick. Actually, you know what? I'm looking at it again now. This is a pretty small phallus, actually. This is, this is way <laughs> below the average that a human being can have. So, like, yeah. like, yeah, I, mine's bigger no, than No, this, is, this yeah. is small. <laughs> this, is, this is tiny. Um, um, it's the required joke. We have to make it. Yeah. Anytime you see a, but, a, a too large penis, you have to say this. So, yeah, basically it's a girl, or, you know, whatever you want to call her. She, she might be gender fluid. A person who would who looks generally female who has a dick. Mm-hmm. A d- d- very average-sized dick. Yes, uh-huh. extremely humble dick. Yeah. And I guess I don't, I don't know if this is offensive or if it's just weird. Well, what, what's the deal? What's your read on this? Well, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of trans people that I know for sure do not uh, do not like this. They have a, have a problem with it because of the implication of like, you know, mix it up and like gender being sort of like all discombobulated in the future and stuff like that, which is a, a component sometimes of cyberpunk. Um, and I can see how you could read this as being transphobic, right? Um, uh, and I, I don't. I have. I'm not transgender, so you will not hear me telling anybody to not think that. Um, and I, I, I agree for the most part that there's that there needs to be bigger there needs to be larger context to this in the game. But they brought on uh, Polygon. I'm reading an article from has an interview with uh, I'm gonna butcher this poor woman's name uh, Kasia or Kasia Reduziak. She's the, the art one of the art writers for Cyberpunk 2077. Um, they asked her about this transgender model kind of figure they have here, and she said, and this is a quote. Uh, personally, for me, this person is sexy. I like how this person looks. However, this model is used, their beautiful body is used for corporate reasons. They are displayed there as a thing, and that's just, that's a terrible part of it. So, basically, your explanation here is that, that this is being used as a way, that this is this corporate, you know, commercialized advertising is supposed to be, rep, you know, representing the dehumanization and the, the, the marketization of these people, you know, turning them into demographics. Um, which is definitely something I can see. I will say this though: there, there's, there's some, there's, there's a responsibility. This game. And I'm, I'm totally for this. I want more games and other works of art to talk about how they're, they're like turning our bodies into commodities, right? And using like, like y'all know with, with like all these corporations that are like now endorsing Pride Month. That's kind yeah. of fucked up. You know, they're all like getting on this bandwagon. When where were they 50 years ago? You know, when this, when this was when they were they're getting killed in the streets and shit. That hasn't gone away either. Uh, I want that. But the game has not showed off so far any other examples of, of transgender or gender-fluid people or gender non-conforming. And so the, the argument that I've seen, and I agree with this, is that they if they want, they want this ad to be subversive uh, uh, in the context of the game, they need to provide other... Uh, depictions of transgender people and and, and uh, other types of, of gendered uh, people to counteract it, you know, show a show a different side and show how this is, you know, corporate, you know, uh, uh, marketing and it's 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 bullshit to sell people all this kind of stuff. Um, and the fact they haven't showed anybody off yet like that is um, questionable, and they need to do more work. Uh, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt though on this because i feel like they may have learned their lesson from you know before i mean this was in the trailer right uh, it's actually just a promotional shot for nvidia or something like that oh, yeah okay. oh okay um Shoot. i will say this um with no bias towards anything else announced at e3 see cd project red i'm gonna say this honestly it's not 2077 trash <laughs> Gosh, Gosh. it's a it's a bad game, and you're bad for making it. And no no one is gonna play it. Mark my words. I mean, zero people will play this game. I'm pretty sure two thirds of this podcast is gonna play it. Um, I mean, I've also heard some stuff about the gameplay, which like Rock Paper Shotgun said that it was uninspired, and that the the gameplay had nothing new to offer. 
Um, which is, you know, a fair cop. And they wanted more uh, exploration of the themes of cyberpunk. Um, mm. Which I'm definitely for. Right, if I want to see more philosophical type stuff in video games. Like, give me more games like... Uh, um, well, goddamn! How can I even talk about the game? I've forgotten the fucking name of it. <laughs> so, one where you're underwater and there are monsters and people are going crazy. I can't remember what it's called. Bioshock. It's not Bioshock. Bioshock is garbage on the philosophical uh, scale. Um, you're underwater. There are monsters. Oh, um, um, um the, the, not Bioshock. System Shock. Nope, that's in space, Marcus. Huh? Nope, that's not that, water. That's a, uh, it's it's it's, um, it's in the amnesia family of games. Super Mario Brothers 2. Yes, there you go. We found it. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 2 is the one that... Game of the year yet again. Really let me think about my own existence and my death and what will happen after I'm gone. You know, stuff like that, really. Super Mario yeah, Brothers 2. I can't think of what game you're talking about. It's... Uh, if I... I wish I could think of it. Um, it's going to hit you like the second this podcast ends. It will. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Cyber 2077, my opinion is, uh, I want to see more about the game. Um, this, this thing they're doing here with the art, I feel like maybe, uh, I feel like people, um, uh, who are defending them are overreacting a bit. Like, y'all don't have to, like, jump to the defense of a company, uh, because you like their product. Like, let it, let it lie. Let it come out and we'll see if they've actually learned anything. But I'm hoping that with the input of Mike Pondsmith, the original creator of Cyberpunk 2020, they're 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 gonna they're gonna have a much more nuanced take on the future, which is more inclusive towards, uh, you know, uh, uh, racial and sexual gender minorities. Um, we'll see. You know, is, I, I, is the game is the game Soma? That's it, Soma. That's oh, the fucking game. Yeah, scare the shit out of me. Let me think a lot of stuff. Oh boy. It's, yeah, I can't do underwater in any capacity in video games, so that game is a no go for me. Well, the good thing about Dang. Soma is you're never actually underwater. You are in a base underwater. Yeah. Bad enough. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you get through Bioshock, stuff? It was tough. <laughs> Oh. Bioshock was a really tough one for me. I mean, when I say I can't do water games, I mean like in the second Tomb Raider game, there's like a section where you have to like be underwater to like stealth around these people, and that took me. It took a lot out of me to get it through that level. Oh damn! I didn't so, know you had this. Are you? Do you? Are you afraid of water? Or no, I love swimming. I love swimming, and I like you know I like going to the beach whenever I whenever I want. And it's just a, oh. it's. I love water, but. Water in video games just freaks me the fuck out. Wow. So Echo um, the Dolphin, just a nightmare for you. Just <laughs> yeah, I still think about that one. To be fair, the final boss is basically nightmare fuel. It is, isn't it? It's just a horror uh, fucking game boss. <laughs> yes, it's like a terrifying xenomorph that's huge. And I, that, I don't know what else to say about it. Um, the other good game I'll talk about from, from E3 we need to talk about real quick is Skatebird. Yes, skatebird. Skatebird Skate looks like the fu- like the funnest shit. <laughs> yeah, we're not. You seen this, Marcus? Before. I have not seen Skatebird. You're playing as a little bird, and he's skateboarding. We're not getting <laughs> Skate Four. We're getting Skatebird. Yep, yep. You should check out the Skatebird trailer, Marcus. It looks cool as hell. Oh, alright. Very cute. Very. I mean, I love skateboarding games. I cannot skateboard for shit in real life, but I used to tear mm-hmm. up some fucking Tony Hawk shit back in the day. We didn't get Skate 4, we got Skate... <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. Also, real quick, Dr. Disrespect. How about that? Hey, Dr. Disrespect, Ooh. the streamer um, most famous for cheating on his wife, um, went into a bathroom at E3 for his IRL stream and then got banned on Twitch. And his uh-huh. E3 badge has been revoked. Wow. I mean, I feel like a streamer should understand, like, why that is it appropriate? Come on. <laughs> is it a perma ban or is he just banned for like a month? On I have no idea. I mean, yeah. I, I highly don't the ban him. I highly don't the perma ban him just because of how much viewership he brings. Oh, yeah. shit. I almost forgot. The Uh-oh. other huge game from E3, guys Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh. Did y'all watch that shit? Yes, that was. Ah, uh, it's gorgeous. I get, I'll get to see. Spoilers, Aerith get impaled in HD. Yes. Well, Marcus, you don't want to slow your roll on that because you know it's not all coming out next year, right? No, this is this episodic shit, man. They have suspiciously showed nothing not set, uh, set outside of Midgar. 
Ugh. I think I that we're. I think. That. I swear to God, we're just gonna get Midgar. Oh, yeah, no. probably. <sighs> but yeah, it does. It looks nice. I'll say that. God, they're probably gonna like use the the Midgar thing to see if it's worth further uh, investment. Well, apparently they're already planning the next game in the series after that, or like working on it. But because I mean, you know, come on, you know the thing's gonna sell like fucking gangbusters. Let's not yes. kid ourselves. Yes. Uh, but dude, the combat looks so fucking cool now. Like with the, with the like building mm-hmm. up ATB charges and spending them to like slow down time right. and do tactical shit. Yep. The, the graphics are fantastic. This time. Yes. Oh, and Tifa, so shout out Tifa finally in the game. That's cool. <clears throat> They, they're, they're very angry on the internet because Tifa's boobs are smaller now. Yeah. And she's, I think she's like th- just thinner in general. Yeah. And people are like, where's, where's my thick Tifa? Where's my thick curvy yeah. Tifa? Where's she at? <laughs> you fucker stole her from me. That's the first mods up. <laughs> oh, God. What's, is, is it going to be on PC? Oh, man. Probably not. I don't no, think I doubt so. it. But hey, someone's going to crack it. Also, did you guys see the Avengers game? People are upset. <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. Because the Avengers are too thick. What? <laughs> they are too thick. But but America's ass. It has to be thick. Come Not on. that kind of thick. More like weirdly thick. Like Gears of oh. War thick. Yeah, like thick uh, in the oh. wrong places. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's like 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 Captain America is wearing like in this game like actual legit body armor. Oh. And it looks real weird. It's like a, mm-hmm. a it's, a, it's it doesn't does not look good. Uh also, they did like an 18 minute thing and never once showed a fucking single scrap of fucking gameplay. Oh, that's that's mm, That's suspect. The one thing they did that got me on their side at all was that they uh, they said they're, they're all going to be free. Uh, once you buy the game, oh. all the extra content will be free. Nice. So that's that's cool. Um, I'm down for that. Uh, but they showed off no gameplay whatsoever, all cinematics. They showed off a couple things that could maybe be, you know, uh, construed as, as, as gameplay, but I don't know, guys. It, it, seems, it seems real suspect to me. Also, I meant to mention this earlier, but Gears of War 5 is coming out. Ooh, it has yeah. a new mode called Escape. Did you see that? No. It's a, a three-player co-op mode where it's like a horde mode, but you've got to move, like escape from this fucking place as these bombs go off behind you and cut off uh, parts of the area. Oh, um, shit. But the thing about it was, I showed a trailer for Escape mode, and do you guys want to know what song selection they use for this trailer? Um... Mm. Something by Juicy J. Oh, or or maybe Cage the Elephant. Mm. It was Let's Go by Trick Daddy. Really? <laughs> I was very close. <laughs> you were suspiciously close. That song came on and I was like, oh my god, am I back in high school? What's happening right now? What is this? Yeah. Uh, not a song I would mm. expect to have heard in, in 2019, but here we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gears of War 5 has a female main character this time uh, which nice. people are of course you know not happy about people yeah. are very cool with it but it's like not as letting it I go mean, I don't understand why people would be upset at it Marcus Just like, you don't understand a lot of things <laughs> listen <laughs> there are people who get mad at everything and like when, if there's a woman involved in anything that has to do with video games people are a bit upset <laughs> Because you, yeah, don't, under- you don't understand, Marcus. His girls don't like video games. They shouldn't be part of video games. And I mean, that's n- neither of those sentences are true. Exactly, you're you know you're 100 right. But there's people out there who believe that. And they're just like <laughs> girls and video games should be nowhere near each other. And it kind of explains why none of them have girlfriends and they complain about it. Mm. Uh, I see. I yeah, see. it's like it's like. <laughs> People like you, I mean, we talked about it a little bit before, but like, I still see people on the internet who are very, very angry at Brie Larson. Yeah, there's that for, one guy who I think at this point has uploaded over 48 hours of video complaining about Brie Larson. Dude, just screaming about her. Like, 
People are fucking crazy. Like, I don't even understand it, man. Like, you'll be on Twitter, and someone will just post a picture where Brie Larson is in the picture, and they'll come in and be like, oh, Brie Larson sucks. Captain Marvel's terrible. Why were people this way for Wonder Woman? Because, as far as I can tell, I mean, there was a little bit, obviously, but I think it's because Gal, I can never say her name correctly. It's it's Gadot. Gadot. Um, Gal Gadot did not have, like, an outspoken... And I'm not going to call Brie Larson, like, an outspoken feminist, but she, like, made some gestures towards the idea that, like, there's an imbalance in Hollywood with, like, pay. And so... Oh, yeah. She's now a, a feminist, you know, enemy of the people. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, man. It's fucking wild out there. People get mad over everything. I'm not kidding about people who were mad about Tifa, by the way. That's a real thing. People are like, you you reduce the size of her boobs. You will die for this. And it's like, yeah. guys, calm the fuck down. Oh, man. It's a fucking yeah. video game. I think that's a good note to wrap this one up on. True, true. Um, that's been E3. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any other any other conferences left. Wait, press conferences. Has Sony done theirs yet? I don't think Sony's uh, doing one. Yeah, this year. Sony's skipped out on it. Really? Yeah. Sony's yeah. not doing E3 this year. That's crazy. It's very interesting. Yeah, they've got a lot of shit to work on apparently. Okay. All right. Well. Uh, so yeah, we uh keep that in mind. Yeah. Um what is it? Oh, this has been the Millennials bonus episode. Um I'm your senior executive producer and host Seth. I'm regular host Smith. And I am a sporadic chaotic dark host. Uh wow, that was I'm gonna edit that out, please. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Marcus. And this has been the last podcast bonus episode. See ya. See ya. Peace.